0: We want to share some things that, that God has been doing, recap some things, and then some things that we feel like God is doing moving forward. But I want to just encourage you, uh, you know, w- with an exhortation, just kind of an encouragement before we start. Uh, we got four chairs up here, and that's not that's just because if I get tired, you know, then I I, I got a good place to sit. No, we got some good stuff going. But there was a story um, this really impacted me in the New York Times. A few years back. By the way, if you're you're with us online, live streaming, uh, bless you. Thank you for being part of our community. Um, share it with somebody that needs to needs to hear the the word, the message. Amen. There was a story in the New York Times a few years back about this devastating hurricane that was in Haiti, and the story goes there was this particular village that was completely destroyed, completely displaced uh, by the storm, and they find they found refuge in this just amazing cave system. You know, a couple big caves that actually fit. You know, they could fit everybody in there for shelter. And um, one of the villagers said this. He said, this was the house that God created for us when we needed it the most. That really impacted me because I believe that God is doing some amazing things. And how many of you would, uh, you know, I just think we need amazing I think we need amazing things. The earth is in need of amazing. Your family is in need of amazing. Your neighbors and your co-workers in our country. And this happens when God's people gather together and are part of what Jesus is building. Amen. I love Acts chapter 2. I'm going to just unpack this just for a moment or two this morning. 42 through 47. And this is the early church. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship. To the breaking of bread and prayer, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. I love that. Awe. Some. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. It goes on to say, and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continue with one mind. Another translation says one accord in the temple and from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all of the people. And then it says that, and the Lord added, the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. I love that in the temple and from house to house, just that, that, that amazing, amazing reference now, you may say that that was pretty extreme, but how many of you would recognize or may maybe agree? I think we need some extreme. I mean, I think if you look at the state of our country, our culture, the nation, the world, there needs to be something that's actually not just the ordinary, but it's the extraordinary. And I believe wants, God wants to do the extraordinary, and I believe God is doing the extraordinary through His people. If you followed the events of today, in Mark 2, 1 through 4. One last little thing before we transition and kind of move in a different direction. Speaking to Jesus, and it said, and again, He entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that He was in the house. Somebody say, in the house? Somebody say, the house. And immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. Listen, if you were here last week, it was amazing. And I appreciate people that will scoot over a little bit because we had people coming in and were like, they look like a deer caught in the headlights. Where am I going to sit? It was great. Preachers and pastors and worship leaders, we love it. But sometimes people coming in, they're like, wow, this is like way too crowded. Especially when you live in Old Town, Idaho. 190 people, (laughs) Yahoo! So obviously you're here in the second service. We have a little bit more room. But I love this because it says, um, it says that, then they came to them; they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So they had broken through; they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And then, in in verse uh, eleven of Mark two, it says, "I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house." Now, listen; it's so important because there are times when we know people who need breakthrough. I'm, I'm, I bet this guy was grateful because he had four friends that understood he needed breakthrough, and I mean they just tore right through the roof now i 'm hoping nobody comes and visit my house like that, but if that 's what it took to get somebody you know to, to, to encounter God and to see the amazing things that Jesus can do, you know then that 's what it takes and there are people that need you and I to reach and, and help them overcome some of those barriers that they have Easter coming up is amazing. Our Resurrection Sunday services, our Good Friday services, service is amazing. That's a great time to invite somebody. Just say, hey, come with me. I'll take you out to lunch afterwards, or if you come early enough, we'll have breakfast together. Amen. How many of you are going to be here at 6.45 in the morning, said the church. But listen, they, 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 we need the amazing things that God wants to do. And the broken, lame, hurting people need us to lead them to the house of amazing. There are people that need you to bring them. Amen. You are the house. One last scripture. You are the house because you are the living stones that Jesus is using to build a spiritual house. I just want to applaud you. I want to just show my appreciation for what our our, our church is and what it does and how it moves and the relationship in the community. It says in Ephesians 2, 19... So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens. Isn't that amazing? That's community. Like, no, you're, you're not lone rangers. You're not single citizens. You are fellow citizens, okay? Fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. Having been built, you are being built on the foundation of the apostles, prophets, Jesus Christ, Himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Building something together. I love being part of what Jesus is building. Because you know what it looks like? It looks like you. It looks like me. It looks like that person that's sitting right next to you. You know, and is it perfect? No, it's not. But Jesus looks at it. God's looking at the church through the blood of Jesus, through the righteousness of Jesus. And he's saying, I'm coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Amen. How many of you men like to be called a bride? You're the bride. All the men said, Amen. So we want to share with you this morning, if uh, Pastor Robbie, if you come, some of the things that God has done in our house, in His house. Amen? Somebody grab that table maybe and get that out of the way, and we are going to just do this thing. You, y'all ready? Okay. All right. This is Vision Sunday. Okay, you can come up here and sit. That'd be great. I love the shoes. They're great. Thanks. I bought those shoes for him. them. I, I
1: understand that... That when you wear something cool now, and it's really hard to do when you're my age, I understand it's called drip. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's It's that's called awesome. what? It, it's, it's called drip. Huh? D-r-i-p. Really. D- right? Drip. Use <laughs> that in a sentence.
0: That's what it sounds like when the snow's melting on my roof.
1: <laughs> drip. <laughs> All right.
0: I like that. I like that sound. That's a great sound, amen. Oh my hey, we're gonna have some okay. fun. This is not. Listen, we want this to be a time to share information, but man, we want it to be a time to share some inspiration because I'm inspired. What are you doing? You're talking to people. You're talking to people. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. Okay. Cool. Hey, you, why, why don't you share some slides? Like, okay, yeah, right. there's supposed to be we, some prompts okay. up there.
1: Yes. So. um, the very very first thing I want you to know, obviously, this house is home. And can I just say this? Um, I didn't realize when we came here almost 16 years ago that I needed this church. But I can say without a doubt, I needed this church. So I'm really glad that you're here today because we need one another. Okay, so wait a minute, go back. Sorry, go back, 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 back. There we are. So in, in 2022, God really moved powerfully here. I mean, it was one of our um, biggest growth years.
0: We're waiting for the prompt. Okay, anyway, okay, um, we'll our, our
1: regular attendees have grown by 18%. That is, that is astronomical. That is actually very healthy growth. It's good growth. Um, we grew from 987 people to 1,166 people.
0: I believe God wants having to be crowded. Come on.
1: I, I didn't know Y'all I needed a, a lot big more family, but God that. said I needed a big family. Do you know what? If you're part of this house, you need a big family. You do. All right. So new attendees, in 2022, we saw 216 new adults and 144 new kids, right? And over half of the people that have visited in this house have become regular attendees. That's awesome. So when you invite people and they come in the doors, generally speaking, they stay and they become part. And that's really exciting. So, our Belong class, as you know, we uh, have a class called Belong, and that's where people come to find out our core values, and we have a a special time where Jeff and I get a chance to share how, you know, we got here and how the church got here and all the things uh, about here, the blah, blah, I can do it, the great things about this house, and um, so... 95 people last year in 2022 completed the Belong class, and we added 67 new members. People that are not, they're not just attending, which I think is great, but they have actually said, we want to be part of what God is doing here. That's exciting to me. It's like having new babies born into the house, into the church. Yes, Um, our house teams, okay, (laughs) I'm going to geek out. So, you probably didn't know this, but but I'm going to tell you. But I am the Connections pastor. And so, my heart is actually house groups and getting people into house groups. Sorry, I skipped. This is the wrong thing. That's okay. Go to the house groups. Wait, yeah. geek, go I'm ahead getting and geek there. out on
0: that anyway. No, can it's I good.
1: geek out? Just for, I did, yeah, anyway. Go back to the house t- group. There we go. 163 people are in a house group. A house group is where we go to to know people. Because we can't Amen. know people by simply coming on Sunday. We, we have to know people by like sitting and talking with them and getting to know them and what God is doing in their lives and it's an amazing thing. So that is actually 42% more than last year. And I want to give a big shout out to my house group leaders who have said, I want to have people in my home and I want to lead them in, you know, spiritual formation. It's awesome. Okay, let's go back to that one that I should have been talking about. House teams. So in 2022, we gained 36 new team members People that have said, we want to serve in this house. And they become part of the worship team and part of our, our hospitality and, and part of our kids' ministry. That is amazing. And I love that. So baptisms in 2021. Well, come baptisms. on, come on. In 2021, we had 22 baptisms. In 2022, we had 54. That's more. That's like twice as many. And then some. Salvations in 2022, 109 people gave their life to Jesus. Wow, that is 109 people that are going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, that's so powerful. That we're going to
1: spend worshiping Amen. our Savior with. That's awesome. Social media. Now, this is important in this day and age, this as you crazy. know. This, this is, is crazy. This is crazy. We reached 33,000. Let me say that again: 33,243 people on social media. That's like when you when you uh, see something from our house and you share it with somebody. That's part of that, and and um, that is 11,000 more people than we reached in 2021. Praise God for social media. I know it. It, it seems crazy that we're doing that, but it's a tool. <laughs> It's a tool that can be used for good, and we should use it for good. Okay, so social media, 280 more people follow us online. That's amazing. When you share House of the Lord and people connect with our, you know, what we're doing there and what's being said and what's being shown, and it's, people are being affected and influenced. I mean, you know, just like we share our favorite products, weird, on Facebook, Right, and people, oh yeah, I'm gonna try that. That's what happens when you share house of the Lord, they say, Oh, I'm gonna try that. You guys are doing a great job. Okay, sorry, YouTube. Our videos have been viewed fifth or excuse me, five thousand six hundred and seventy times. Share, 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 share. You know what would be awesome is if next year we said ten thousand times. I mean, I'm not I'm not, you know, despising the day of small beginnings or anything. But I'm just saying, share. Amen. Share the word. If the word affected you, share it with somebody else. Share, share, share. Okay. In Jesus' amen. name, amen.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> good. Awesome. Hey, we want to do a couple things. Um, we, we've got some great staff. We've had some staff changes this last year. And uh, we want to uh, we want to focus on a couple things and do a couple interviews and give you some inspiration. So if I could have uh, Forrest and Angela come up. Are you guys you guys are here. Awesome. Forrest and Angela, <laughs> Tanner, they are part of our care pastor team and they are our recovery pastors. So there's been some pretty amazing things that are happening. One of the things is that we you know we moved the the recovery ministry here locally down to the hospitality house wanted to be more accessible wanted to be more visible etc and then they began to actually do a Wednesday night in Spokane at the Soul Patrol building uh, just to 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 kind of duplicate it and lo and behold people just started coming out i mean it's just like the numbers and everything is just crazy so Forrest and i uh, we, you know, we talk. Uh, you know, occasionally we met. We met a few m- months ago, and and he's just kinda telling me, hey, you know, the you know, people that are coming in, we're trying to, you know, but this this Wednesday night, this is kind of their church, and I just said, well, why don't we just plant a church there? And his, I don't know if he remembers, his eyes lit up. I actually told, I actually told Robbie, bro. I said I'm going to meet Forrest uh, at the pie shop, and uh, I told you this, huh, babe? And, and I said. Um, just nod yes. And uh, yes. and I said, he's going to ask me if we should plant a church. And so I went in and we're having coffee and he was talking about a little more exposure, what we needed to do. And, and then finally, it's like, you know, it's like somebody that's, you know, anyway, I just said, hey, Forrest, why don't we just plant a church? And man, he just came alive. And I'm like, okay, that's it. That's God. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, oh, no, first of all, before we get into that, We've had an amazing story of your health. Would you just share for a few minutes, just a couple, 60 seconds on your health journey? Oh,
2: Lord. Don't do that to me. 90? Okay. Oh, God is amazing. So, um, I think everybody in this house, or most people, I won't say everybody, but I have been battling, or I was diagnosed in November with breast cancer, and um, January 13th, I had surgery, I had two surgeries. On Friday, I was going back, this last Friday, so I'm still trying to, like, focus, Um, come down to uh, an appointment to see what our next steps were, chemo, radiation, ovarian removal, you know, I won't go into detail. And so I go to the appointment, and during this whole time, God just said that um, he's going to take care of his vessel, and I am his vessel. And there is something within his vessel that is not of him. And they are calling it cancer. And he is going to use the doctors to remove. They're going to come and clean house and remove what is not of him. And I told the doctors this the very first appointment I had with them. And I had five. And they just looked at me and kind of like nodded their head and probably wanted to pat me on my head, you know, or not. and, And went like, okay, you know, but I knew. I knew and so when I went to this appointment on Friday I was waiting for a test that I had to take three times I don't do tests and I don't like waiting I'd take it three times and they said if this does not come back with either something or comes back insufficient like the other two it is chemo radiation ovarian removal and other things. And I'm like, okay, well, we, God handpicked you. We will do what we need to do. What you tell me to do, I will do. What you tell me not to do, I won't do because my God handpicked you. And I, I claim that. I already claimed victory. So I go to the appointment and he's kind of looking at me and I could tell he was trying to tell me what the news was, but didn't quite know how. And he said, you got a 0% on your test. You guys, a 0% on an Onca type test is like the lowest you can go. And I'm not a test taker and I rocked the most important test of my life. So with that, with that, I don't need chemo. They said you don't need radiation. You get to keep your ovaries. You'll take a pill a day. And that is it. That's it.
0: Praise God. That Come on, is Lord it. Of
2: I am so jacked and so high on God. Okay. <laughs> on God. <laughs> I got to clarify that. <laughs> ah, Lord. That was... that. Recovery pastors. <laughs> <laughs> I got to clarify a lot of things. No. On God that, that you guys are part of this because I can't tell you the outpouring bringing meals I don't cook and you guys had mercy on my family not that I cooked anyway but you know what they loved having meals delivered thank you Shallon. and just you guys were just amazing the messages I got you know thank you
3: I just say God is good amen, amen. and You know, when we moved to Spokane to start doing some house, doing house recovery in Spokane, we just went knowing that we were supposed to go where the people were, where the broken is. And that's Jesus went to where the people were at and to see what God started doing on Wednesdays. And I kind of had this inclination of maybe a church and then pastor Jeff said it and I'm like, oh yes, that's, that's definitely what it was supposed to be. But you know, as I House of Recovery, we're all about anything that you need a recovery from is anything that gets between your relationship with you and Christ. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it can be drugs, alcohol, sex addiction, masturbation, pornography, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, gambling, eating. There's so many things. Hate. Um, bad, bad attitudes. attitudes.
2: <laughs> we, don't, we don't have that problem.
3: But that... No.
2: Set that in stereo.
3: God... Just begin to start moving mightily in Wednesday nights, and we were having deliverances. We were having salvations. We had baptisms. So just good. things started happening, and that. So we are going to be planting a church in Spokane. So in Hilliard, since we both ran the streets in Hilliard, we were like, "This is a great place to be." I rode horses. to do it to the. Bar. And um, I just know that the Bible is all about recovery. From Genesis to Revelation. It always talks about people who are hurting, broke. God gets a hold of them. They do some, does something with their lives. And that's what it's all about. And I just, I felt it in the first service and I feel it even stronger in the second service that I I was reading in in Luke seven, the funeral procession of the mother that had lost her son. And Jesus was moved with compassion and he went over and he touched The casket, and just by a touch, the boy sat up and began to speak. That somebody in here or online needs to hear that the world has planned your funeral and has made you think that things are going to happen a certain way but i'm telling you that you're going to have an encounter with Christ and he's going to touch something in your life yeah. and you are going to begin to rise yeah. and you are going to walk in a new way like
0: you've never walked before yeah. amen. amen amen come on give him a hand of appreciation thank you <laughs> awesome pastor Stephen and lisa would you come up listen this year we had a we had an amazing uh, in this last year, transition. Uh, Stephen and Lisa were our—they uh, were interns uh, with us for a couple years, and uh, and then they moved in and, and oversaw our youth ministry. They were youth pastors. They did an amazing job, but we felt a shift in the season. And uh, they've moved into uh, an associate pastor role for us. And one of their, one of their heartbeats is really young adult ministry. Uh, and they, they, do, they do so many things. I mean, I, I just I, we don't have time to talk about all the things that they do for our body. But anyway, just give us your heart, maybe some vision for young, young adult ministry.
4: Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been an honor to step into a, a new ministry and lead... Um, I guess people our age, um, but we, we dearly, dearly miss, you know, our, our youth students and still just feel um, a heart for them, and I'm sure you're going to hear more about that in a minute, but just love our young people, but it's been, it's been amazing just stepping up into it. It's almost felt like a new, just a new ministry birth, but the cool thing was is it was like already in place when we stepped into it um, from the Poysals and the Johnsons, and I want to honor them. Um, can we give it up for the Poises and the Johnsons? They do so much, and um, I love that we get to join them. And there's there's so much that we we want to accomplish. But I think at the at the heart, at the core, um, you know, more than we're gonna we're gonna worship Jesus and we're gonna preach the Word. And um, but I think at the core of what we want is we want a deeper sense of community with our young adults Um, and I I just we just felt like you know when 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 we graduate high school there's just almost this gap it's like where do I fit in where do I go and I love that we can provide a place for young adults to feel like they belong somewhere there's a ministry for you Um, and so shameless plug we meet every first Friday right now from six to eight um, and it's a blast we just get together and we eat food and we talk and we worship and we got some fun things planned for this year um, but, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do through it. But. All right. Got anything, Lisa? Uh,
5: I mean, I would just want to echo everything you said. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of something um, that we sat down as a young adults team at the Poizels House, and we were all praying and just discussing about what we want to see in the future, and um, something on all of our hearts is the activation and the opportunity for young people to act in their giftings. So one of our goals, this may sound weird, but it's to see our faces less in the ministry and more actual young adults being in those roles that maybe you know we've been in, so preaching and leading worship, and you know uh, just having opportunities for our young people to, to share their testimony on a platform and learn to communicate the gospel, and and do all of those those activation types um, giftings and lead small groups and whatever it may be, um, you know, lead on social media, right? We love social media, um, but just just seeing more young people. Um, get an opportunity. You know, I remember being a young person in this culture, in this area, and feeling kind of like weirdly alone, you know, like, you're like, where do I fit in? What do I do? How do I do it? Right? Um, Because a lot of the instinctual, um, you know, as soon as you graduate high school is like, I have to leave. But there were many of us called to stay. And so our heart is that when you feel called to stay, you feel called to grow as well. So we're just really excited about the future of, of young adults.
0: Awesome. Can you put your hands together? Just appreciate them. <laughs> pastor Keanu, this young man has taken the helm of our being our youth, uh, youth pastor. And uh, see, if I get this right, born in South Africa, moved to Australia Correct. Correct. All right. That is really cool. So, um, how have you dealt with like the American accent?
6: I don't even really notice it anymore. You guys just sound normal. They sound normal. I I, I asked him last time because
0: like we wanted to make it fun. How he, because I I was wondering how he did with driving in snow. How are you driving in snow now?
6: At the moment, I'm doing a lot better because my car is an all-wheel drive and it has studded tires, and so we we got everything. Awesome. We're going to conquer the snow. It's it's under my feet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Tell us just a little bit about your uh, vision for youth ministry and kind of what's been happening. Thank you.
6: Uh, Yeah, God's been moving in the youth ministry in a profound way, and we're seeing so many of our young people... uh, really coming alive to the gospel and the kingdom and taking ownership of their own faith. It's transitioning from it's my parents' faith to it's my own faith and I'm doing something with it. I'm not just going to mosey on about through this life or just see where the current takes me. I'm going to take a hold of it and do something with my faith. And, uh, And that's been one of the things that we've been very active in establishing in the youth ministry is teaching people how to read the Bible and teaching people how to pray. Because a lot of people just don't even get taught how to pray and how to read the Bible and how to get the most out of it so that they can have their own encounters with Jesus in their room. That's not just on a Sunday. It's not just on a Wednesday. But every day we can meet with the God of the universe and have encounters, visions, hear from God, uh, get strategy and dreams for our future. And so... And that's been one of the things. And another amazing thing is seeing a lot of our young people step into a leadership capacity in our youth ministry as young as 14 years old. We have young people that are wanting to start discipleship groups and we're, we're busy uh, teaching and navigating with them how to do that. And so they're stepping out into it. And so we're seeing a bunch of our young people starting to disciple even younger people now. Because they're not exempt from the commission from the Lord. Come on. The Lord commissioned all believers to make disciples, and so we're helping them to make disciples in their in their own capacity, in their own context, and it's amazing.
0: Awesome. Can you put your hands together and give piano brush appreciation? Thank you. Ruth Erickson is gonna come. Ruth uh, is our worship pastor. She's also operations. Manager, administrator. I mean, I don't know that there's not much she can't do. She can preach, she can cook, she can walk on water. Let's see what else. What else do we need to do? Anyway, um, I'm excited. She's 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 a lot of the glue that really kind of keeps us keeps us together. So uh, I want you to talk a little bit about your vision for worship, and then I know that um, Josh and Christina Beal, who are our, our new children's pastors are on a, a a well-deserved break, and and maybe just kind of fill us in with that a little bit too, if you would.
7: Yeah, uh, it's my honor to serve um, with our worship community. Um, you know, what what you see on a Sunday morning takes a lot of of time and heart and investment on their behalf, and so it's just a real honor to to work with and serve with such amazing, humble people. Um, you know, one thing, as I think about our, our worship community, we have such a deep heritage of, um, of worship and it being something so pure and profound in our people. And really, that's not just even just our, our worship team on the platform, but it goes all the way front to back. Um, y- you all know how to worship. And when people come in for the first time, they encounter the presence of God in such a profound way because we we go in together, and so it's just such an honor and a, and a gift to be able to um, to serve in that capacity. Um, as we as we move forward and our team grows, our church grows. Um, there are areas to serve if that's something that you, that you have gifting in. Sometimes it seems like oh we've we've got it all you know put together. I know sometimes there's an intimidation factor, but if you have um, if, especially if you have like a gift with an instrument. And you, you want to know, please reach out to me. Um, we especially need help equipping our young musicians. Um, so if any of you have any experience with an instrument, and could, you know, even if it's basic and elementary, we have a need for people to teach kids on how to do that because we're trying to raise up worshipers from, from young to old. So um, I also want to talk a little bit about kids ministry. Um, Josh and Christina Beal are on a well-deserved break. As he mentioned, they've gone about 18 months without a Sunday off. Which is super yikes, okay, so um, they are so incredible they they take the call of ministering to our children very highly it 's a profound thing to them, and it is a profound thing. you know the Lord values our children so much, they are our future, they are the future of the kingdom, and so I just encourage all of us to to think you know ask the Lord where He wants us to plug in because we are all members of a body, um, and to me, you know I, I want to make sure that. They, they get another break in just a couple months, you know what I mean, for, for a Sunday. So we want to make sure to grow their team. Um, they do an amazing job leading, and their team has grown, but the need also has grown. So as our family is growing, we need all hands on deck. So if, if you're interested in serving, I think Crystal's going to talk about um, if there are other areas that you want to plug in, but I really invite you to, you know, get the heart for our young people with Kiana with the Beals. Um, you have something to share with children, with people that are younger than you, they, they look up to us to model for them what it is to walk with Jesus. And we don't, you don't have to have a PhD. You just have to know the Lord and and God can use you to transfer um, hope and inspiration for them. Um, is that everything that you wanted me to talk about? So. Okay, so, yeah. Great job. Oh, I, I know what I want to do. Um, I oversee our, our team leader. So if you are a team leader, would you raise your hand? I just want to honor you. Thank you. <laughs>
6: Um,
7: one of the reasons our, our serve teams are so excellent is because of the leaders in the room. So I just am so, so grateful. It's been amazing to see God equip them and lead them. So.
0: Come on, put your hands together and just give Ruth appreciation. You know, a couple of the shifts that we've had in, a, in our staffing is, is uh, we, we put on staff um, Adrian Behorkas, uh, as, a, as as part of our pastoral support. Uh, he's actually down leading the children's ministry right now. And uh, I love that man. I love, he just connects with people. I'm, I meet with him and he tells me about, he connected with this person and that person. They have this going on. I'm like, man, that's just, he's got such a pastor's heart. Um, uh, Josie um, West Falls, our, our, our new media director. Ivan, man, I got to give some love out to Ivan because this guy is amazing. <laughs> Not only does he run our sound and, and and our production type stuff, but he also just makes sure the building doesn't fall in, you know. So if you got a problem with it's too hot in an air conditioner, go to Ivan. If you got a problem with the video, go to Ivan. If you got a problem with the sound, go to Ivan, you know. And 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 if you got a flat and you're at the you know side of the road, go to Ivan. So anyway, we love you, bro. You're just you're we just call
1: him the main guy. Yeah. Just
0: yeah, yeah. Somebody, some one of our young he's young he's the main guy. <laughs> People called him the main guy, so that's his nickname now. The main guy. Um, also, you know, just the transition in the prime timers leadership has been just really good. Dave and Rhoda Miller just served so faithfully for so many years, and now we have we have uh, um, Dale and, Ro- and Rochelle Richards that are leading it. Man, it's 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 just growing. It's good. It's healthy. We're so excited. I want to bring up um, I want to bring up Libby uh, Williams, uh, Libby and Dave Williams. Dave, uh, her husband is our superintendent and Liberty is our, uh, I just called you Libby in, in, public. It's okay. Um, and anyway, Mrs. Williams, she is our principal. And I just want to give her just a moment or two. A lot of people have come to this church for a long time. Don't even know we have amazing school, right? Right. Okay. Just just give us a little bit of school stuff. Okay.
8: Okay. Some school stuff. So this year we have 174 students enrolled and, uh, just over 20 people on staff with us and incredible volunteers who also come alongside and help with the ministry, um, For me, personally, uh, God has just put on my heart this year that sense of the generational outreach and pouring into and sowing into the lives of children in order to bring that harvest when they're adults. And we are able to see now the third generation of children coming through the school to be able to be um, discipled and to be taught in that Great Commission, as we're told, to obey everything that the Lord has commanded them and to be able to take, um, that faith in God that they're taught about and to be able to process that and to live it out. And I am so blessed in two days we leave for South Africa with 11 of our juniors and seniors woo, woo, woo. and, um, to be able to hear their testimonies about, you know, many of them being raised in Christian homes, but now to be able to see where God is challenging them to grow and make their faith their own and, um, to live as adults for Jesus Christ. And whatever that looks like in the ministries that God takes them into, whether that's in the trades or um, going into get a degree and serve in schools, in law, whatever God has for us, wherever we are, we are called to be a light and a hope. And they get to go and do that into the nations, which is super exciting. And um, then too, to be able to see now that next generation that's has children and are their godly parents that are raising their kids that way. And just what a blessing to be a part of that ministry. Wow. So Isn't
0: that powerful? Come on. Can we just yeah. put our hands together and yeah. appreciate them? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Good stuff. Hey, I want to bring uh, Travis uh, Stuggle up if he would come. Uh, last year, a little over last year, we sent our our men's pastor and our children's pastor, which were both the same person, John Poisel, John and Kathy, up to Nikiski, Alaska, to take a church up there. They're doing great, but we had a big hole in our men's leadership, and uh, we really felt like the Lord uh, the the Lord really pointed out to me that that Travis uh, was the guy. He's Travis has been Travis and Morgan have been part of this house since I, I way farther back then robbie and i even he was my he was one of my youth pastors when i came 16 years ago he's also a worship leader and he also rocks the old uh, green shirt pretty well so anyway um if you would just maybe share a little bit about men's ministry you
9: got you know, ahead of me this time i didn't did Michelle? man I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i was planning on something different so uh <laughs> As far as men's ministry is concerned, you know, nuts and bolts, we have a Saturday morning, every Saturday morning at 8 a.m., we have a meeting here at the house, at the church, uh, called Armor Up. And the first Saturday of every month, we have men's breakfast last men's breakfast we had 87 guys at men's breakfast and we had brisket and biscuits so y'all missed out because there's more than 87 guys in here i'm just going to point that out my friend nolan every week when he comes to church like yo bro i didn't see it you know if he's not there if he is there it's like oh it's good to see it you know but you you gotta poke the poke it a little bit so uh yeah I'm, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nice this time so but uh as far as vision in men's ministry. I think that, I think there's guys that are sitting in this room right now that are going to be able to relate with what I say. For 10 years, I was busy working and I was hardly ever in church. And what started happening to me is I began becoming hard and cynical and jaded. And I I didn't even want to start coming to the men's group, and and, you know, it's a long story. Come and ask me about it sometime, I'll tell you. But um, my wife talked me into going to Armor Up, and I came, and I started engaging with the, the men, the community that's in this house, and being with the community, hearing the testimonies of the men. I just felt the walls breaking down around my heart. And I concluded that as a matter of fact, as it turns out, suspicion and cynicism are not fruits of the Spirit. (laughs) Right? Who knew? (laughs) So I encourage you men, there are men that are sitting in this room right now, that you are I'm just going go to go there. You're here today and you're punching in your time card because it's Sunday morning and you've got to punch in your time card and that's, the, that's the, what you do on Sundays. It's another duty. It's another thing. It's what you've got to do because it's the right example to set for the kids or it's just what you've got to do. There's so much more for you. If you can engage with the community of men, come and meet with us at Armor Up. Come and meet with us. It won't be scary, I promise. Unless you get weird, then we're going to call you out publicly. But it's, it's cool. It's cool, really. It is. It's good. We have a good time. But um, come and gather with some brothers. And when the scales come off of your heart... You're going to awaken and you're going to see transformation in your life. You're going to see transformation in the life of your wife. You're going to see transformation in your kids. You're going to begin to see transformation. You're going to start coming to church, not because it's a time card, but because it's you can't wait to come. Because there's going to be an opportunity to pour into somebody else. So if I can put in a nutshell what it means, what men's ministry means, it's men ministering. Take that for what it means to you. That's men's ministry.
0: That's awesome. Put your hands together. You. I'm
9: going
0: I'm to actually ask uh, Pastor Joel and Lindsay to come up. Come on. Amazing. Uh, most of you know that Joel is our executive pastor. Um, that kind of means he does anything I want him to do. You know? <laughs> Doesn't a, does a, I mean, you see him leading worship and you hear him preaching occasionally. Does an amazing, uh, amazing job of just helping to pastor our staff and lots of counseling. Got a great podcast um, called Faith Simplified. Simplified. And, um, and then Lindsay, we've moved her into into some different roles this, this last year, hospitality. She, she just, you know, she's kind of behind the scenes, but she's a giant behind the scenes because she just makes everybody feel so much better. And she's an encourager. She makes us uh, all look good. What's that?
1: She makes us all look good. She fluffs (laughs) us up.
0: Any questions for them? In the mic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I, With all of the things going on, in a nutshell, how would you describe this season right now? Me? Uh, Whoever. How would I describe this season? How would you describe this season? Normal. Normal?
10: Yeah. I mean, not in the world, obviously. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I think more and more um, we're going to continue to experience a new kind of normal in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, I... uh, the season we've come out of has has created such like a uh, like a concoction of desperation and hunger um, that when you know when people start or I should say when they stop medicating, there's the reality is you've got to find your you've got to find your purpose you got to find your healing somewhere and the church has always been here, you know I <clears throat> um, shameless plug for our our impact which is our adult discipleship program. Um, I I had the I had the pleasure of of teaching a a church history class to uh, to our students and and the more that I think about the way forward I think before we go forward we have to go back we have to understand our heritage and understand where we came from um, I kind of wanted to if this is okay dad I'm going to I'm going to read a passage of scripture this is in the book of Revelation and if you've been in our belong class you've probably heard this story before but I was, uh, I was studying for a sermon series that I was doing um, on the seven churches of Revelation, and um, I landed on um, uh, Revelation 3, verse 7. This is the letter to Philadelphia. He says, Write to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, thus says the Holy One, the True One, the One who has the key of David, who opens and no one will close, and who closes and no one opens. I know your works. Look, I have placed before you an open door that no one can close because you have but little power and yet you have kept my word and not denied my name. Um, I remember as I was praying, um, you know, just preparing my heart for this message, I had this encounter with God as I was, as I was reading this and, and he asked me, um, he asked me You know, obviously, when God asks you a question, it's completely rhetorical, right? Like, you don't know anything, and he knows everything. Um, But he he asked me, like, what does the church look like in 50 years? You know, I'm trying to, like, I'm thinking through, I mean, like, church has changed so much even in 15 years that I've been here. You know, it's hard to imagine what it would look like in 50, right? Speaking of which, two years from now, we have our 50-year anniversary as a church. Let's go. (laughs) Um... And so you know I was kind of trying to you know think through you know, you know technological changes you know this and that and he said well, what about 100 years what will the church look like in 100 years And I was like I have no idea <laughs> right And then he asked me he asked me this last question and it just it brought me to this place he said he said Joel what would you give to a church that was 1000 years old Like what what could you do today to contribute to that Because as I was as I was researching this you know this this message um, it 's interesting that in in the in the seven churches the the Church of Philadelphia was literally the smallest and the least influential, but that church by the thirteenth century i 'm sorry i 'm giving you guys a history lesson don 't fall asleep on me um, by the thirteenth century it was the only one of those churches that was still in existence it was interesting that like the <laughs> I got so moved by the story of how the church ended, um, when the when the Ottoman Turks conquered the city of Philadelphia in the 13th century, one of the last buildings that was um, that was taken was the church because it was set pretty high on a hill, and the uh, the Turks surrounded the building, and they said, "Come out, convert or die." And the elders of the church came out, and they echoed. um, they echoed the um, uh, the martyr Polycarp and said the Lord has been so good to us over these generations how could we ever betray him and so they walked back into the building they shut the doors behind him and the Turks burned the building to the ground that seems like a rough ending but if I'm going to go that's how I want to go out you know the older, I'm sorry I'm getting all fired up over here I posted on social media a few weeks ago that, you know, when I was when I was really new in ministry, all my heroes were celebrity pastors and influencers. And now, the, the more that I the more that I, I know about Jesus, and the more that I that I dig into the, the church, all my heroes are martyrs. I believe that God is visiting our church in the way He is because we're being faithful, and that's what we're going to continue to be. Man, a confused world needs a certain church. A fearful world needs a courageous church. I just, you know, hope that was what you were looking for.
1: <laughs> so I, um, I don't know if you knew this, but Joel and Lindsay have a prophetic gift and, um, Lindsay and I have actually traveled together and we've done prophetic ministry and things like that. And, you know, Joel is, you know, that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm curious cause I want to hear from Lindsay. I've seen her do some prophetic dance that would make you fall on the floor and weep that aside, what do you, what do you see? when you look into the future of House of the Lord? I know, that's a little... I'm putting you on the spot, spot, counting on the The Holy first thing Spirit that came here. to
11: mind was victory. Um, I see a victorious church, God's people rising up and raising their families in a healthy, godly way. And I actually, that kind of leads in... I have another job that I took on this year um, as our Early Learning Center um, director. I've had a heart for children my whole life and um, i've actually been a preschool teacher for 17 years now (laughs) and um i just so value and honor being able to partner and raise families and like it's not just daycare it's it's family and these kids come to us and they become part of our family like and so it's just such an honor. I get to lead eight amazing women who love these kids like their own. We, it's not just a job. It's an investment into the kingdom and into the future.
0: So, Amen. Come on, can you put your hands together and appreciate them? Crystal Kreger. For those of you that don't know her, I don't know how you could not know her, but she is our... She is our church administrator she 's our h r person she 's our business administrator. in fact, somebody suggested we started calling her b a and like no, maybe not, but anyway I've been uh, called worse. incredibly I'm incredibly talented fast, right? <laughs> so i just I just wanted to give you a chance to maybe flow in some areas and then share She's, she has one of the most incredible uh, testimonies I've ever heard of just serving and what it's done for her life. So I want to give her a couple minutes to wrap us up.
12: Yeah. So on like the church administrator business side of things, just so everybody knows, like today is our vision meeting. It's our business meeting. We want to make sure you guys know what's going on in the house. Um, those numbers were awesome. What God's doing is so amazing. Um, so I have some financial reports for you. If you guys are interested, um, you know, because I'm the numbers girl and it, it takes money to keep this, this house going. So thank you so much for your faithful tithing and offering. And you guys are just so giving here at this house. I'm just always so blessed. Um, every time we do a special offering for somebody, we have a need in the community, like this church is so faithful and comes through. And so thank you from the bottom of this leadership's heart, but God is doing some crazy stuff. So I have those reports for you. If um, you want to go to the info center on your way out, you can grab one if you're interested, if you're a numbers guy or gal and you want that. And then um, on the HR, I want to, can I go through those slides really fast? Okay. (laughs) Um, So we have had a lot of growth in the church. We've had growth in our staffing um, because the more people that are drawn here like we need we need more staff we need more help so i just want to go through because i want to put like a face with a name on everybody in case some of you in this room don't know so justin can we throw just start wherever so okay hello yeah you just got to to see and hear from joel and Lindsay, our executive pastors and then we've got um adrian and steven and lisa are our associate pastors here at the house we love them so much. Keanu, you guys got to hear from him, our youth pastor, and Ruth, our worship pastor. Um, our, reco- our recovery pastors, you guys got to hear from them as f- well for And Angela, a lot of you guys don't know that Susie Ingold is our prayer pastor. You guys, if you haven't met her, go hug her neck because, yeah, she is amazing. Um, There I am. And (laughs) Lindsay Newman, she is a godsend, our admin assistant. She is so amazing and helps us with all of the things. Ivan, the main guy, we got to hear about him, but there he is. And then Josie Westfall, she's our media director whom we love so much. She's not feeling good. We love you, Josie. Um, and then our children's directors who are getting some rest today. We love you as well, um, Josh and Christina. And then our men's leader, Travis, you got to hear from. And Tammy Ombi is our women's leader. So we have some really amazing staff. I think, is that everybody? That's it, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that we put a face with a name on all of these, because sometimes you'll go to the info center and they'll be like, oh, find Tammy. She's the women's leader. And you're just like, Cool. So, now you've seen her face, right? Okay. (laughs) Um, But getting to share a little bit on just how serving this church or church in general has impacted my life, Um, I am, you know, we all have gifts within us that God has given us. And um, I have the gift of helps. I like to help people. I like to do things. I like, you know, see a need and I want to be the first one to hurry up and, and, and do it, you know? And so... Many moons ago, we had a coffee shop in our community. Uh, The church did, Station 241. Some of you may remember that back in the day. And they had a need for, you know, they needed people to help. And I liked making coffee, so I thought, why not? Um, I'll go help. And so I did. What I didn't realize was that as I said yes to serving in some way in the church, that I was going to be so changed and so blessed. you know, God doesn't ask us to do anything um, that's going to be bad for us. <laughs> and he calls us to serve. He calls us to serve as people. That's why, like, I love hearing Keanu talking about, you know, our youth getting out there in the community, discipling, um, drawing people near to God and showing them who he is and his love for them. So, so he asks us to serve um, both his bride, the church, this body, and he asks us to serve in the community as well. But every time that I said yes to serving, I grew Um, and, you know, did things that I would have never in a million years thought I'd be up here. I would have never in a million years thought that I would be the, the business administrator for this church, like, but saying yes to serving at that coffee shop, I think it, you know, other people started to see things in me, and so they called that out, and they asked, and, you know, when Pastor Jeff came and asked me if I would be interested in the job, I was like, don't you know I'm a B.A.? Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you know, the elders, they saw something in in me. And so these gifts that innately I was born with, like, being a part of this community, saying yes to serving because there's practical needs here has actually grown me and my gifts. And it's made it where, you know, I'm on the prayer teams. I talk about that. I get so emotional about that because I could never pray out loud. Like, I wanted to die if you asked me to pray out loud. And it's an honor to Partner in prayer with people here at this house, and um, so I just want to encourage you. You know, like you have gifts, and if you're if you haven't connected, that's also just such an amazing way to get to know each other better. Every single ministry that I have ever served in that I've helped with with anything. Like, I've gotten to meet new people. And you know, so outside of house groups and those different things, like, those are the ways that we connect with each other as well. Like, being here in this body, serving together, getting to know each other, being able to be there for each other through the hard times. Like, I have a huge family at home, but this family, like, we're here for each other, you know? When there's a death in the family, when there is things going on um, in your life that you need extra support, like, that's the hands and feet like that's that's what this is for that's what god created this for i really believe and so we are a family we say that it can sound cliche but that's really not our heart so I would just encourage you if you 're not serving serve <laughs> um, there 's practical reasons why we need it, but but that wasn 't god 's heart for why he asked us to serve it 's because he wants you to grow in him and in the community of of the body of believers. so I would just encourage you if you 're not serving if you haven 't been sure how but you 're kind of interested I think we 've got a QR code that 'll be up there in a minute you can you can take a picture of that and it 'll it 'll take you to somewhere where you can get some information and sign up and or i'll be at the info center at the end of service and you can come out there and talk to me about where where to connect but it's changed my life completely changed my life so i would encourage for the good so i would encourage you to do that as well
0: can we put our hands together and appreciate crystal hey can i get a table i want to just take a minute as we close as we uh no i got a table up here somewhere just by faith, I'm going to just like by, I'm closing my eyes. I'm going to put it down. By oh, there it was, right there. Thank you, sir. Thank you for serving. Listen, I, I just want to I just want to thank you, and and from Robbie and I both from our leadership team, man, you are the house that Jesus is building, and it's an amazing house. Uh, I'm super I'm super humbled. I mean, watching what God is doing. On a consistent basis in the lives of people is the best gift it's the best thing and i'll just be i'll I'll just be transparent with you there's a lot of times i have said lord help us not mess it up because what you're doing is so precious in people's lives this is an amazing house and this is the you are the house you are the house the building's not the house you are the house you're what jesus is building and it's a house that the Spirit of God comes and it's a house where the encouragement of God comes it's a house where the fruit of transformation is seen it's a house that we serve God the place we serve one another and it's the house that Jesus said I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and it's a house that's worth committing to it's a house don't make it afterthought. Don't make it in every once in a while. Don't make it a convenient because God is building something and God has built you for this. The house that we bring the broken to, the house that they may encounter, the presence of God, it's made of living, unique stones of our lives. And to be effective, it needs to assemble. So I just want to encourage you and I want to thank you. Because when it comes together, it's it's an amazing house. I'm just going to pray. We're going to have some prayer teams that are going to be up front. If you're here this morning and there's something broken in your life, maybe you need healing physically, relationally. Maybe your finances are a mess. Maybe your just head space is a mess. We just, we pray for people and we see God do amazing things. Before I do that, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and maybe you're just hearing about this and you're sensing the grace and the love of Jesus and you're going, man, I, I've i never given my heart to this Christ. I've never opened my heart up. This is your chance. We always make the opportunity. I'm just going to ask you right now. In Revelation, it says that Jesus... Jesus says behold I stand at the door and knock if any man would hear and open I will I will open I will come in the only handle's on the inside only you can open it but you sense the invitation of Christ you realize I need a savior this might be the this is the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life it'll be the most transforming because it takes you from being dead in your trespasses to being alive in him and if that's you this morning Maybe you're online. I want you to just raise your hand. I want to agree with you. We do this in community. If you're saying today, Pastor, i become a follower. i become a believer of Christ. Just raise your hand. Let me, let me just agree with you right where you are. If you're online, there's a, there's a link that you can click and, and we, we just want to agree with you and get some resources to...